You are locked in to Locked On Badgers on a Monday. What a packed show to get to right now. I can't wait. A bunch of fun stuff to talk about, and it's all good news, which makes it all the more fun to get to. My name is Asher Lowe, and this is Locked On Badgers. I am a site editor at BadgersWire.com for USA Today Sports, a play-by-play broadcaster for Badger Sports, but most importantly, of course, I am your host right here on the Locked on Badgers podcast, bringing you the insider student perspective filled with stats, special guests, and all things Badger sports. Wisconsin football looks like it's back. We're going to get to that later because to start, we got some major recruiting news to get to with Wisconsin landing Marcus Allen, a four-star, three-star to four-star, depending on where you look, wide receiver out of the state of Ohio and a great interview to get to with a guy that knows him well and has been in contact with him over the last few months. We'll get to that in just a sec. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, the best protein bar in the game. Go to BuiltBar.com for $20 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Seriously, I have a box with me. I'm going to tell you more about it a little later, but it is actually the best product I've ever used in the space. By far the best protein bar I have ever tried. You can get Locked On Badgers wherever you get your podcast, and if you're on Apple, I would love if you guys could scroll down and drop a comment and leave a rating. It would help me a ton. It's fun to see those comments and ratings from you guys, from listeners. It's also uh, an awesome help to the podcast because what it does is Apple will, in their algorithm, then push it up if it has more positive reviews. So if you are on Apple listening right now, that would be a massive help. If you're on Spotify, hit that follow button. Make sure you know when I am posting new episodes Also follow at Locked On Badgers on Twitter and my personal Twitter at ALOW underscore 33 for all the information about the show. Big interview to start this show on a Monday. Daryl Peterson is back. He's been on before, but he's back. If you don't know Daryl Peterson, he is a guy that is a name that you're going to know quite well in a couple years' time. I can guarantee you that. A four-star. He's added a star since we last talked to him. Defensive end out of the state of Ohio and a guy that was important in recruiting Marcus Allen to Wisconsin. So I'm going to let him tell you about all that. And then, of course, the news of the day, the fresh news of the day, is that Wisconsin football is all but back. I'm going to tell you about what that means. Can Graham Mertz play? All this other stuff, we'll get into it after the interview with Daryl Peterson. Here is that interview with DP. Let's go. Joining me now on the Lockdown Badgers podcast, he has been on before, so welcome back. To Daryl Peterson, class of 2021, four star. Added a star since I think you last on, my guy. Yes, sir. Uh, four star <laughs> defensive side of the ball. Daryl, welcome back. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me back, man. So the big news for Badger fans right away, and news for your state of Ohio, is that Ohio native Marcus Allen is now a Badger. And I know that you had a part in this, not saying that you're the reason Marcus Allen's a Badger, but right. you, did play, yeah. you did play a part in this. So if you yes, want to tell right. a story about that. Uh, well, actually, it's a funny story. Uh, when he was uh, committed to Michigan, and I had a uh, when I got the offer from Michigan, like during quarantine time, stuff like that, he hit me up and was like, dude, like, you know, come be Wolverine, like, you know, go blue, all this other stuff. So I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm really feeling it. You know, then the tables turn, you know, when he decommitted and stuff. And then, you know, um, they, they were playing some teams I was familiar with down in his part of Ohio. So we were talking about stuff like that. We just hit it off really well. And you know, I was just glad, glad we got the deal done and that he's going to be a Badger. So it actually started with him reaching out to you saying, yeah. come play for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. 
<laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. How in the world did we get to a complete flip scenario with you saying, no, nah, Marcus, come on, let's, let's come home to Madison. Right. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's weird because I thought he was locked down because, you know, he's the type of guy. He was posting Michigan stuff every day, all day, retweeting all type of stuff. And then it decommitted. I'm like, whoa, something must have had to happen. So I got on him right away because I knew we, he was one, we were one of his biggest offers. So I was like, yeah, man, like, let's get the deal done. And then we were talking and then he was saying, you know, he's either here or few other places so I was like okay well if you want to win a national championship you know here in the near future you know come be a Badger so I think that that kind of wore off on him a little bit. What do you think the big selling points were was it you know winning was it the guys that did you introduce into other guys that were a lot of guys on him talking to him or what do you think the big selling points were for him to go to Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. I think um I think he believes in where we're going to be at when he gets there you know because for I know when I was talking to receivers during, you know, when we were trying to get a couple guys like uh, Skyler and people like that, they were like, well, just, you know, are you guys ever going to throw the ball? Because, you know, they're so used to a Jonathan Taylor Badger team, you know what I'm saying? You know, I think um, him just believing that, we'll, that we're going to get him the ball was a, was a big point. And, uh, he did meet some of the guys. I know Deacon had been talking to him. I've been talking to him. He's familiar with, with Jack T with some guys from down his way. So I feel like he's kind of familiar with our group. And I think he just um, – he believes in where we're going to be at and how we'll develop his game and get him to the next level. So obviously we've only seen one Wisconsin football game this year, given right. the cancellations, but that one game was a pretty good selling point. If you're trying to tell a receiver, Hey, I'm going to get you the football. Right. Do you definitely do it at all? Oh yeah, definitely. I, Cause I was talking to, he FaceTimed me during the game. I'm like, he's like, man, Graham's tossing that thing. I'm like, yeah, he is. It's like, I told you we're going to be tossing that ball, man. So yeah, I was big. So your season, you played a game last night, actually. That's why we couldn't uh, record on – Right. Or on uh, – you played a game on Saturday? No. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday night, Friday. of course, yeah. Yeah. Friday night. My, my days are all mixed up here. But Friday night, uh, you had another game. How did that game go? Yeah. How's the season been going down in Ohio? Uh, we're, we're, we're doing good right now. We're undefeated. Um, we're in the final four of our, um, our bracket play now. So we, uh, we play a um, school called Avon, 30 minutes down the road near Cleveland. So we're 9-0 right now. But the game went pretty well. We won 31-14. You know, won our regional championship. Now we're on the final four, but it's been a great season so far. What has it been like uh, knowing this is your final ride with those guys and being nine and zero, of course? Right. Yeah, it's been fun, man. I'm just trying to take it all in. You know, not take anything for granted. You know, just give it all I got day in and day out. And, you know, and just make the most of it. You know, it's my last. Well, we can't wait to see you as a Badger, Daryl. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. And thank you, man. What's your What's your message to Badger Nation about this 2021 class? We're coming in. We're coming in ready to work and, you know, ready to get one step closer and win a national championship. Can't wait. And we add Marcus Allen. Daryl, thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Ohio guys on. Yes, sir. Today's episode of Locked on Badgers is brought to you by Coors Light, the beer that is made to chill. When you are watching Wisconsin football this Saturday, which, yes, I do believe, although it is not 100,000% confirmed, it's about as close as you can get to being that, that was constantly playing Michigan this Saturday, and you sit back on your couch and you chillax, you need an ice-cold Coors Light in your hand. Straight from Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado, a taste as crisp and refreshing as the Rockies. And the best part about it all is that you can go to get.coorslight.com right now and order this all online. It'll show up at your door, and you just go to get.coorslight.com. How much you want, it shows up right in front of your house. You pick it up, get on the couch, you chillax, and you watch some football. Please relax and enjoy Coors Light responsibly and have one in your hand when Wisconsin takes on Michigan this Saturday.
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. For the third time in the last few months, I can tell you, come on this show and tell you Badger football is back. We're back again, baby. Wisconsin football began regular game week prep on Monday. The school announced today there are only five active COVID-19 cases. That's a number that was once at 27, no more than one week ago. Zero positive cases, five of the last six days with the daily testing. Wisconsin football looks good to go against Michigan. Quote from Barry Alvarez today, we feel confident that we have a handle on the situation and are excited to play this week at Michigan, end quote. So remember, Wisconsin has to play against Michigan this Saturday if they want any chance of playing in a postseason. They have to get to the minimum of six games, and they'd have to play every game the rest of the way to do that, having missed two games against Nebraska and against Purdue, respectively. Can Graham Mertz play? That's one question I've seen popped up a lot. I talked about it last week a little bit, but here's what we know about that situation. So because Mertz, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, this hasn't been a... I want you guys to know this. This hasn't been confirmed by UW, and I don't know if they actually legally can confirm it. I'm not an expert on uh, HIPAA law, H-I-P-P-A law. I, I don't know everything about it, but the bit I do know is that they can't release a name. I don't know if they can clarify when he tested positive at all because it would involve his name Uh, I'm not really sure the legality there but they haven't confirmed that what I'm trying to say by that is I don't think that's like a red flag about the timeline being wrong from the initial report because the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's report that Graham tested positive on Saturday October 24th means that his 21st day of that timeline where the Big Ten does not allow you to play after 21 days of a positive no matter what uh, happens after 21 days as a player, you're out. For coaches, it's 10 days, so it's not a worry for PC. But for Graham Mertz, it is. That that would be this Friday. That is his 21st day. Can he return to practice? That we also got a clearer answer on today from UW, and it was the answer I gave you last week. He can return a week before on day 15, which would have been yesterday, to active, they called it like active progression, or activity progression is what they called it. Basically, what that means is that slowly he builds up each day, each day, each day with more activity. And then on day uh, 19, which would be on Wednesday, this Wednesday in two days, that's when he could, if cleared every step of the way, return to practice with his teammates and have a few days to prep for Michigan with the team, taking reps, all that good stuff. He could be ready for it. So that's the timeline with Mertz and any other player it works the same way we don't have definitives on when Chase Wolf's first positive was but based on the report I think it was a, it had to be at least likely a day after Grams uh, but I can tell you per my sources there were multiple players on that Saturday that did test positive I don't know if Chase Wolf was one of them that was not one of the names I heard that doesn't mean he didn't actually test positive on Saturday so it's 21 days from your initial positive test assuming Everything goes smoothly. Also can give you an update from Wisconsin football today. 
that for Graham, all of his testing and everything, he's passed every level of it. So everything is going smoothly right now. We know that from the top, and it's time to start getting ready for a game against Michigan. We'll do it all week here on the Locked On Badgers podcast because we have game week again. We're back in action as a podcast because Wisconsin football is back in action, and we got some games to talk about. We got football to talk about. Any other big questions, let me know on Twitter, but that covers it for Mertz. All signs to me point to him playing this Saturday. I would be very surprised if he didn't. Something would have to go pretty wrong, in my opinion, for him not to be the starting quarterback for Wisconsin on Saturday. What was interesting to me was, we've seen how Michigan's looked, right? I'm going to talk about it in a sec, because the last segment of today is going to be all about the Big Ten this past weekend, and kind of a rapid rundown of what you need to know about what happened in the Big Ten this past weekend. Michigan's looked bad, and they opened as just a one-point underdog against Wisconsin this Saturday, and I think a lot of that is to do with the unknown of Wisconsin not playing for two weeks and whatnot. Obviously, that has a ton to do with it, but I mean, we're talking about a Michigan team, guys, that just got smacked by Indiana, and the week before that lost to Michigan State at home. So they don't exactly strike fear in their opponents right now. Jim Harbaugh is on the hot seat, I think. I mean, he's got to be at this point, right? Like, I felt like they've never really wanted to put him on that seat. He's sort of untouchable. He feels like in politics there's a such thing as a Teflon president. And it almost feels like Jim Harbaugh has been Teflon a little bit uh, with Michigan, even though he hasn't produced for five years. And in college football, that's a long time. I mean, you don't get five years of what is not the production you were expected to and stick around if you're just anybody. I mean, that doesn't happen. It's a very quick to trigger business. And I don't love that about it. Most sports are like that. Soccer is even worse. I mean, soccer, you lose like in European soccer, you can lose like two games and you're done. So sports is tough. Uh, with coaches and, and their expectations, but this one's a fair one to me. It's been multiple years of not performing the way they should, losing to Michigan State this year at home. Like, like, are we serious? Are we serious? Did you watch what Michigan State did on Saturday? Maybe you didn't. I hope you didn't because it was a terrible football game, but Iowa smacked them 49-7. to The game was never even close, and that's an Iowa team that just dropped two games in a row. It's embarrassing. And yet they're only... Plus 1.5 underdogs against Wisconsin. All I'm saying is that I'd hammer it right now. More on the Big Ten around the league in just a sec. First, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the game. If you're looking for a holiday gift, if you're looking for a holiday gift for yourself, because I buy them for myself here. I don't buy them for anybody else. Come on now. Built Bar is the move. It's the best tasting protein bar. When I say that, I literally mean... It tastes like the candy bar flavor it says it is. So like when I'm eating the pumpkin chocolate chip cookie protein bar from Built Bar, which is a new fall, very fall vibe flavor, I am quite literally feel, I quite literally feel closer to eating a pumpkin chocolate chip cookie than I do any other protein bar I've ever tried in my life, right? Like it feels like what you're eating, uh, the flavor you're eating. It doesn't feel like a protein bar that just happens to have a little bit of that flavor in it. Banana nut bread literally feels like homemade banana bread more than it does a protein bar. There are some incredible flavors. Salted caramel, uh, caramel brownie. I mean, there's some highly recommend trying a little variety pack and going with some different flavors. But when you go when you go to BuiltBar.com and you check out and you see that there's 17 grams of protein and a 130 calorie bar that'll fuel you after a workout, use the code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps, no spaces. And when you use the code LOCKEDON, you'll get $20 off your next order. doesn't even have to be your first. $20 off your next order at Built Bar. 
BigTenRundown.com. Let's do a quick Big Ten rundown, and I'm going to do it in this format. Some studs and some duds, a classic radio writing format to break down who did well and who didn't do well. This past weekend, six games, Northwestern beat Nebraska 21-13, Iowa all over Michigan State 49-7 for their first win of the year. Indiana, Ty Fry Fogle, Michael Penix, Michigan is in trouble. They beat beat up on the Wolverines 38-21. Minnesota gets their first win at Illinois. They're one and two. Their offense has come to play in three consecutive weeks. The question, defense and special teams, they answered those on Saturday. Maryland over Penn State in a massive upset if you listen to Vegas. Not a massive upset if you actually watch football with your eyes and have seen Penn State over the past two weeks. Maryland 35, Penn State 19 to drop the Nittany Lions to 0-3. Ouch. Ohio State over Rutgers in what was a game that if you lose a game by 22, you're usually mad. If I was a Rutgers fan after this game, losing 49-27, I would have been thrilled with the stuff I saw in the second half. Rutgers outplayed Ohio State in the second half. Yes, you heard that right. That was not a mistake. I just said that. Rutgers outplayed Ohio State in the second half. They beat them 24-14 in that half, and they ran some trickery. It was awesome to see Justin Fields. He's Justin Fields. More touchdowns thrown than incompletions. Everybody's favorite stat. So studs from week Three in the conference, we'll start with Justin Fields, a guy that is the Heisman frontrunner in my opinion right now. Like I said, five touchdowns thrown against Rutgers, no picks, four incompletions. The guy on the season has thrown more touchdowns than incompletions. And he his his I mean, he's just a perfect football player at the collegiate level. He can run. I don't know how Georgia missed out on him. I really don't. Uh, how Kirby Smart mishandled that so badly to have Justin Fields there and not give him the keys to the car, because this man is, like I said, the perfect collegiate quarterback. He can run. He can get out of the pocket. He can make any throw you want him to make. He can make throws on the run. He can make throws sitting in the pocket and being a pro-style passer. He can do whatever you need him to do to win a football game. He takes care of the ball. Uh, He makes almost the right decision every single play, every single down, and that is so hard to do as a young quarterback. But his experience is showing this year, and it's showing in a big way. Indiana, I mean, wow. 3-0, 3-0, I knew they'd be really good. I've told you that before, but I didn't know they'd have some of the contributors that they have this year playing the way they are. Ty Fry Fogel is a great example. He's one of my studs this week. Seven receptions, 142 yards, and a touchdown. Michael Penix Jr. took care of the ball at quarterback, and that was the big difference in a 38-21 win. But he has some weapons, does Penix. And they have a running game, and you need a running game in this conference. Stevie Scott, uh, another stud on the list for me. Two Indiana guys making my studs list. Actually, three if you want to count Panics. I'll throw them on there. Why not? Great week to be a Hoosier. Great week to be a Wildcat. Northwestern and Nebraska. Northwestern improves to 3-0. The Huskers, who uh, everyone's afraid to play, drop to 0-2. I'm frightened. I can't believe that we don't have to play them this year. It's the biggest lucky thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I, I'd really be frightened. They beat us by 100. They're just that good. But they couldn't beat Northwestern. Tough outing for them. Adrian Martinez, Luke McCaffrey, two quarterbacks that they like to play, uh, neither of which had a great game against a Northwestern defense that isn't like improved that much. I mean, it's just what it, it what it was last year, except now they have an offense that isn't the worst in college football to go with it. Blake Gallagher, Patty Fisher are just tackling machines, and they were in this game as well, but Patty Fisher is one of the best linebackers in all of the Big Ten Conference, if not all the country. That guy will be... Uh, an NFL player, in my opinion. So add Patty Fisher to the studs list. 
Maryland, you can throw both Tagovailoa's on the studs list. Talia and Tua, who both had incredible weekends. Talia beating up on Penn State as a plus 27 underdog. And his brother Tua getting his first real NFL win because he didn't play that well the week before or do that much, but they still won the game. So I guess his second NFL win uh, over Arizona in a game where he really made some big-time throws, evaded pressure multiple times. Both Takovailoa brothers, extremely impressive this past weekend. Muhammad Ibrahim is a stud every week. 224 rushing yards, four touchdowns, the best player on the Gophers. And I don't think anybody saw that coming is the way the Gophers would find offensive success, having Tanner Morgan returning. But it's all been about Ibrahim, four touchdowns, the numbers, they speak for themselves. And then when you watch him play, the eye test, he passes every single level of it. He's the best running back in the Big Ten Conference right now. I'll finish with a Rutgers shout-out. Shout-out Greg Shiano, who's on my studs list as a coach this week. Man, he did some fun things, creativity. He had a play with Aaron Cruikshank, former Wisconsin wide receiver on special teams, where Cruikshank threw it back across the field, and it turned into a long return. It was electricity in that second half. They were running you know, everything from dis- disguising the Wildcat and then running the Wildcat to throwing ridiculous passes on special teams on a kickoff return, like I said, or actually it was a punt return to playing three quarterbacks to, I mean, they did everything you could possibly do to try and fool Ohio State. Some of it worked. Obviously, the talent level was too much. This is Locked On Badgers, as always, on Wisconsin. Great day to be a Badger with Wisconsin football looking like it'll be back and Marcus Allen being added to the best class in Wisconsin football history in 2021.